tuning in for this week's episode of Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. I'm your host, Desiree, and I hope you're ready for all of the questions and the people that we have on this show. I'm chasing a bag because I need the rats because I like to find the things. Remember when I was a kid, I thought she was the biggest bro had a diamond ring. But now I can't wait to go dress up my wrist and flood that bitch out with them diamond things. I told my, my mama when I make it, you don't gotta worry because ain't no more bills to pay. I hope you don't think that we lacking because nigga, we packing a nigga get killed today. Leave a nigga in the hills today. Why the fuck these niggas want to play? All right, thank you for tuning in this week on this episode of Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. Um, I do want to say that there have been a little bit of changes going on, so I wasn't able to post last week, but I will be posting this week. Um, so I do, I know that everyone is familiar with Nicole. Um, she's going to be my co-host tonight. Um, we're going to go a little bit further into some questions. Hopefully, we don't go too far. But then if we don't, then why would this be called raw and cutting up filter? So, yeah. Anyways, um, so we do have uh, her very special friend. What, what What's your relationship? You want to introduce your your company? My, this is my friend, Michaela. Should I tell the story hey. how we met? Yeah, I should totally ahead. tell the story how yeah. we met. So she and I met at a vegan festival in Charlotte, like in 2019 right um i'm standing at this uh cosmetic stand and i heard this voice and i turned around and she and i smiled at each other now mind you she had dreads at the time yeah. um totally different look but we just smiled and we hit it off immediately we hung out that night and she was telling me she was going to costa rica for her 30th birthday and i was like bet you going with friends and she was like no nah, i'm going by myself and i was like shit so this is may of 19 her birthday is 18 July. Yep. So the week of 18 July, we were in another country together and we've been friends ever since. Yep. So she yeah. is an amazing person, multi-talented, super deep thought. She is the most talented violinist I've ever personally met. She's an amazing singer, artist all the way around. So you know what? I did hear some of your music. Um, she showed me a video. I wish we could have took that clip and like integrated it in here so they could have saw something, you oh. know, because it was beautiful. I was like, dang, girl. Like, I used to play the violin, but I was not good. Like, oh, at yeah. all. <laughs> like, I'll send you something later and you can throw okay. it here, like when you edit. Yeah. yeah, not at all. Okay. Oh, <laughs> let's do a pause real quick for the, for the, uh, the video. Y'all so silly, but okay. We gotta do it. We're just waiting. You said pause. Yo, we recording, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, really, I paused for real. I mean, well, you know, that's gonna give us some time. I mean, I'm gonna definitely put it right there because we did it for that reason. All right. So um just to, just to kind of let you know what's going on on the show, we're just gonna ask questions. I just ask that you know you be honest. Um, this is just between us, I don't have a lot of people on today, so I hope you feel comfortable. Um, let's see. Um, I do ask that, like, you know, if you need to use the restroom or something, that you just let me know in the chat. And then I'll, like, put the screen just kind of on me. So then, you know, it is what it is. Um, and we're drinking. We're drinking. So if you have your wine or whatever... We're, we're drinking. I hadn't drank in two weeks, so I deserve I deserve this break. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, because I know I don't know you. This is my first time meeting you. I like I'm like I like to laugh. 
-hmm. a lot and I'm corny as hell. So excuse me for that. Um, but I do have a segment on break, let's break the ice. So that way we can, you know, get to know each other just a little bit better. So I'm just going to go ahead and roll to that clip. Okay. All right. Electric slide, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's historic. That's, you can't go no, to no black function without having to do an electric slide. I mean, and now the Cupid Shuffle, but yeah. Right. I mean, and it like has stood the test of time. It really has. <laughs> Let's see. For me, it was, so I was born in 1986. <laughs> Walk like an Egyptian? Wow. I, I feel some type of way. What? What? What is that? Walk I, like an Egyptian? No, is that Madonna or something? The one, I guess they were doing the little belly dance and the... And that's more bohemian to me, mm -hmm. the way that the picture looks. Interesting. I don't know what that is. I know my mama say when my brother was in her belly, she was doing something called the uh, June bug. The they June do something and she would jiggle her belly. And I was born a year and six months later. But I think she did old because she was born in the 50s. So maybe she was doing an old school dance. But she danced my brother out, like legit. <laughs> like she, she June bugged him down. Wow. So. Does he like to dance now? No. Is he like a dancer? Oh. Me or my brother. Now, my older two siblings dance their butt off, but it missed me and my brother. I have rhythm, but no like <sighs> coordination. Unless you turn on Spanish music or Afro Afrobeats, and I'll be, hey, hey them roots come back. Yeah, that's All yeah. Right. I, I, I relate to that. My, my mom and then be like, I dance like a white girl, and I'm like, okay. That's a lie, though, because I've seen you dance, and you got rhythm for days. Like, we went to this, they had, like, a Mexican night or Spanish mm. night. Mm -hmm. He was spinning me all over the place. And I had on big heels. I was like, I wasn't ready. He's like, hold up. So, I, I, yes, I, that's why I said I agreed with you with, with what you said about, like, you have rhythm when it's Spanish music. Mm. That's the only kind of time I have rhythm. Like, and plus, I ain't got no ass, so I can't twerk. Well, you have rhythm and moves. She's got the moves. Yeah. I Rhythm, but you got moves like she was in there twirling and doing all the dances and I salsa, merengue, bachata. You know, okay. yeah. you know, like I had sciatica, so I like if I go out now, y'all don't wish that wish that on my first on my worst enemy. But I had sciatica, and I was like, you know what? I went out and I could not fucking dance. I could not dance at all, and I was crying because I was like, I actually really like dancing. But then I, I thought about all the times that I sit sat there and paid money and just watched everybody else dance. I said, you know what? I will never go out again and not dance because you don't know what you have until it's gone. And my hip hurt, hurting like it was. I I missed. Yeah, so now I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna show out. I'm show the hell out. I don't care. I'm getting on top of the bars. Good. Mm. I think I have a couple videos. I'm gonna send you. Really? Oh yeah. Uh -huh. oh, okay. Well, let me see now. Okay. 
So, all right, I do want to go ahead and jump into the first question of the night. And before we do that, we're just going to go ahead and... Oh, I, don't, I, I, I didn't get my shot glass, so I'm just going to drink out the bottle. I mean, I got beer tonight, so... Smart girl, smart girl. <laughs> all right, so to the first question. Cheers. Cheers. That crown? Crown peach? Um, vanilla. Oh. Mm. Oh, you feeling fancy, huh? Okay. I bet that'd it's be actually quite good. You don't need a chaser for it. That'd be good with some Dr. Pepper or something. Mm -hmm. mm. Or a Coke float. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first question um, is family related. It says, what was the biggest holiday celebrated or is still celebrated in your family? I'll let y'all go first. Go first. Okay. Um, oh, gosh. Well, it's I got to pick one. Okay. Probably Thanksgiving. Um, and and really just just about good food and good family time, really. Um Growing up, I would go to my grandmother's house, which her name is Mamaw. So I'd go to my Mamaw's house and we would have a spread. And I, I just remember one year as I was getting older, just loving to eat. I ate so much that I got I got home and I was like, I couldn't even see a commercial with food on it. I just ate that much. It was like, this is disgusting. Why have I done this to myself? But um, and then even to this day, just having, that's the holiday. I told you that earlier that I spend with my family. And again, it's, it's just about the time together, good food. And we've even, we've gone so far off the traditional, like Thanksgiving food mm -hmm. anyway. So we just kind of, we just kind of hang out that day, have a good time, kind of remained a consistent thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was between Thanksgiving and Christmas for my immediately fa immediate family. Um, now everybody's kind of like dispersed. I left at 18, went to college, joined the military. My sister got married when I was 11 and moved to Tennessee. And then when my brother became of age, he moved to Tennessee. And like, we just kind of all scattered. My mom's the hub. She stayed with Anna, but um, over the past couple of years, honestly, like, we would all kind of meet in Augusta at my cousin's house. Um, we haven't had a Thanksgiving or Christmas back in Louisiana since like 2011, maybe 10. Um, and this year, this will be the first year we're meeting all up for Christmas. I would like to do it for Thanksgiving, but I'm doing my lunch. So, but um yeah, we, I don't know, as we've gotten older, we didn't really maintain any of the holidays uh, and it sucks, but I've just made family out of my friends mm -hmm. and, you know, distant family, like cousins and stuff like that. But those were the main two for sure. And definitely, like you said, man, yeah. listen, <laughs> food, <laughs> oh God. And then, you know, you got to come back later for a plate mm. and save room later for dessert. Oh, yeah. oh God. Always. Oh, always. Yeah. Mm. So how like how does that? I know because like the only thing about with like family gatherings is the differences in eating, right? So like I know you're a vegan, so how does that work out? Like the food choices and selections when you when you go. So all right, last year was really interesting. Uh, went to my cousin's house and my best friend slash brother was there. Um, he and I are both. He's 
got influenced by me about a year ago and started doing plant-based as well. Um, and we kind of made our own. I think we did like some Alfredo or something, um, like a vegan Alfredo. And the year before that, like we were in Augusta. So I went to um, Humana Tree mm-hmm. and they were catering. Like you could get a meal like for vegan. They had like vegan turkey and all that stuff. So I just had my separate meal. But this year I want to probably try to incorporate cooking a couple of vegan dishes just to introduce it to my family because I've been talking to them for a couple of years about the vegan lifestyle. And it's kind of the same for you, right? You said you kind of introduced your family to the vegan. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They, um, so two years ago we went actually to Bean vegan in Charlotte and we had, you know, cause they have like their whole vegan spread. And then this past year, like I said, we've just totally switched up. There's really not much tradition left in, in how we eat. We just, um, cause for the most part they're vegan now too. So it's, I don't know. It just kind of happened that way. It worked out to where we just pick, all right, what do we want to eat this year? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting too with Shani. Shani will be there, yeah. right? Yeah. So then because Shani cooks, oh, like yeah. she's probably gonna get real, they're going to get really creative with all the different dishes. Yes. I oh, saw that last so night. Shani made some homemade yellow Mexican rice because we did tacos. Oh my God. Mm. Shani can cook. Yeah. Okay. Y'all both can cook. <laughs> that food was so good. Shani's more creative though. So <laughs> that'll be interesting. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. And that, and that was like vegan style yeah. tacos. Oh. Yeah, because we did uh, the vegan crumble, but we also did the jackfruit. <sighs> And mm. it was like full pork. Yeah, straight. And up. it was cool because like she, they did the vegan rice, mm-hmm. uh, the yellow rice, and I threw a little slap your mom in there. So I put a little Cajun twist on that, and then she threw they. Oh, I keep saying they yeah. threw um, what was it, the barbecue sauce? Oh yeah, in the, the jackfruit tacos. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. We love to eat now. I don't slap. think just because we vegan, we don't like to eat. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm like, I live at least like an hour away. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you less than an hour. Girl, you just shit. With that traffic and all that, that's an hour. <laughs> but nah. Um, let's see. Me, I can't I came from a big family, as you know. Like I done talked about that a lot. Um, so when my grandmother, she was like the matriarch of the family and we celebrated every holiday. Um, after she passed, like everybody kind of went their own separate ways. So, you know, I think the only holidays that are still kind of celebrated is Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just kind of remember the house, you know, had Easter, Valentine's Day, like, you know, like all the decorations and stuff for every freaking holiday. And I'm just like, you don't see that anymore. No, um, at all. Like even Halloween just passed and I saw probably maybe three houses decorated. So it's like, uh, are we moving away from uh, traditions or the fairy tale? I don't know how, how I would term that. But I feel like we had it, when we were younger, life was a little bit more magical. And yeah. now it's just like, <laughs> that like, is true. There's no magic. There's nothing to believe in anymore. It's so sad. It's so depressing. <laughs> <sighs> but um, I, you know, too dramatic. I, yeah, I did. I don't know, but you know, trying to figure out like how do you maintain that? I guess in your house, um, your family, you know, like you're not seeing it anymore. You're not. Is it? 
going to be still available to buy in stores like in a couple of years is it is this a declining market for holidays um i don't know and you know but then you know people start to wake up too when they look at holidays and they're looking at all these sales mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily sales just a way to have people spend more money so i don't know i think the the one that i definitely would want to push maybe with not not thanksgiving not in the the sense of how Thanksgiving was actually founded, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, just being thankful for your family and stuff like that. So um, I definitely would. That probably be one tradition. I'm not really big on Christmas, you know, because really and truly, that's about orgies. You know what? I might be. I might be with Christmas. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. thing like for us growing up, it was always about it was family oriented and about yeah. getting together. Mm-hmm cooking and just having a good time because you know I grew up super religious and they called them pagan holidays um I think I can't remember if I said that on another episode I've literally never owned a Christmas tree we never decorated the most I ever seen was like a wreath like my mom Mm. would put the wreath outside for Christmas that's about it but like yeah like the whole like a Christmas tree was supposed to be a pagan holiday of worshiping a tree and all that stuff so we didn't get that aspect of it and then like when it came to gifts I, she ain't never teach us oh it's santa claus no nah, I, I worked hard y'all get these gifts for me right. and it was like a, my mom called it a rich christmas each each of us got about one or two things and most of the time it was something we needed mm-hmm. and it was you know that's how it was so as i've gotten older i'm my love language is gift giving i love to give gifts and i'll give a gift if i appreciate you any time of the year i don't feel like it has to be subjugated to this, mm-hmm. this uh, i call it consumer holidays mm-hmm. so for me carrying on that tradition it will be more especially when i have kids it'll be um showing that love and appreciation not oh we got to go out and spend a whole bunch of money or making spoiled brats like oh for christmas you're gonna get all this and for your birthday you're gonna get us no i will make them feel special and loved a hundred percent of the time so they don't feel on this one particular day that oh i'm gonna get a whole bunch of gifts Mm -hmm. you know because it's not about that so Mm -hmm. i'll reintegrate and establish that in my family when i start my family um i might start you know, like get a Christmas tree, decorate or something like that, especially with kids, you know, give them a little bit of wonder, but at the same time, like always reminding what the holidays, uh, any of them are about. Mm-hmm. It's not about the amount of money you spend. Yeah, so. for sure. Hmm. Yeah. I, because some of these kids be like, what you mean? I mean, like, I know when I was growing up, my, my grandmother would put like a, um, one of those little catalogs in front of me and be like, pick out your presents. I'm like, I don't need anything. I've personally never been the type of person that believed in gifts on one day, except my birthday. That's the only exception. (laughs) But but every other day throughout the year, I'm like, I'm going to get whatever I want. I I don't need to wait till the end of the year to get it. Now, Black Friday, when it comes to like the the skin stuff, the skin stuff, yes. What the hell is this? Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I definitely would definitely implement that as well because I don't want them people to believe that you're supposed to actually get gifts on one day except your birthday. But like everything that you need, you can get year round. Um, yeah, I, I Christmas would not be the, the holiday that would be celebrated in my house for the kids. Yeah, so let's put that part there. Yeah, and um, I maintain the whole not teaching them about this scary fat man that shimmies down the chimney and sneaks in your house. Cause that's burglary. Even though that's you're pedophilia too. I don't know. Talking. Yeah. You can <laughs> fucking burgle my house. Like, no, like, 
yeah, I would let them know, like, you know, we are getting these things for you for because we love you. But yeah, I, my kids will probably be the ones to go to school and ruin it. Like Santa Claus ain't real. <laughs> Sorry. I just. Yeah. <laughs> be busting all these. I mean, but shit. It, nope. Everybody going to be. I don't believe anybody is going to be celebrating fucking or believing in Santa Claus yeah. in like the next five years. And but just the way shit is going. Yeah. Um, but I did want to go ahead and jump into question number two. Um, so talking about sex, you know, and I'm put, I'm, I'm like talking about this, like in a broader sense. Um, when is it too soon to discuss like with your kids and when was it discussed with you um, growing up? Um, when is it too soon to have? Um, when did you lose your virginity? Is there a difference amongst boys and is there a difference amongst girls? Um, oh, wow. So questions. many layers. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear God. Oh my God. You want to go? You can go first. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm going to try not to take up all the time. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, and it was, once again, it was taboo. It was so much taboo in our household that I never had the talk. When I started my cycle, I was 13 years old and I was petrified. I thought I did something wrong. We were at church on a Wednesday night and my mom let me stay um, after church with my friend Ashley Mom and went home and I started at church and I told Ashley and I was so scared. I didn't, I kind of knew what it was, but I didn't really know what it was. And she told her mom, her mom taught, brought me to Walmart, got me what I needed. And I was like, can you tell my mom? Cause I thought I did something wrong. And when we got to the house, I ducked into my mom's arm and ran and she went and told her. And then my mom came and talked to me, which is still very weird. I think a lot of that was based in trauma. Mm -hmm. um, trauma in my childhood that my mom just found out about and then trauma in my mom's childhood. So those, those things, sex was taboo because of the religion, but it was also taboo because of the trauma, mm -hmm. like generational curses of sexual trauma. So I never had to talk even like, so when I was married for a little while, like it was weird. I never got to like talk to my mom about, okay, this is what's going on. I'm having issues with this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then because of like my virginity was taken, I didn't give it. Um, I was, uh, three the first time I was introduced to it but like officially official like cherry pop I was 10 or 11 so you know for me it was uh, all things sex uh, until a couple of years ago exploring it and taking back my power in it it was all a very traumatic and and taboo thing and subject even in therapy I couldn't really talk about sex it was like the word sex coming off my mouth or talking about it in public settings was like oh my mm -hmm. friends would be just talking about their encounters and stuff. And I'm over here gripping my imaginary pearls. Like y'all talk about this shit. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I would do it, but it was like, you know, so for me, yeah, I, I don't know. And then my brother, I don't know, like as a male, I don't know for the male side of things, like how that went for him. We never, and we were super close. So I don't know, but it's for me, like when I have, I was weird. You asked that question because literally earlier today, I was thinking about it. When I have kids, we're having the talks very early on. This is your no, no, nobody touches your no, no. Even when it comes to like inappropriate affection, kissing or anything, don't nobody kiss you on the lips. None of that. Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have very explicit conversations very early on with my kids. And as they get older, of course, be more um, open with 
you know, talking about it in a more uh, adult type of way, but I want them to know very early on what it is. So it's not something they're curious about. They're going to know. Mm -hmm. So when they're ready for it, it's like, look, you don't, you know, go there with somebody that you don't care about, that you don't feel like you love, that you can't see yourself, you know, getting that soul tie with. Um, I want to establish a safe space Mm -hmm. to where they don't go try to figure it out on their own. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's what happens a lot of time, especially in America. We do that. We make this taboo, this big taboo. And then they're like, well, what the fuck is it? Let me go figure this shit out, you know? And then that's how they get into all these weird entanglements or like getting exposed to shit that they don't need to, STDs and otherwise. Like, no, like I want them to know everything, what it is. This is what it is. And this is what you can, what can come about babies, STDs, whatever, from being trying to be grown. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's just my take on it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I think I will, I'll, I'll start with the kid, the kid portion. I think that kids are so much more knowledgeable than a lot of adults give them credit for. So they know things, they feel things, they have a body, like they're going to have the experience of uh, attraction and, you know, exploring like, oh, there certain parts are growing, certain things are happening. And so I think, um, Personally, I don't plan to have any children on my own, but if I did, my approach would be very similar. I would want to always create a safe space because nine times out of 10, unless the child is more like asexual leaning, they're going to have these feelings that come up and I want them to be able to know, hey, first of all, this is normal. I don't like that word, but this makes sense. This is gonna happen. You're gonna feel these things. And um, like you said, making them very well aware of, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, this is what could happen. Um, but also too, letting them know that it's a beautiful thing and not shaming them because a lot of times the shame that you put on it makes them, when they do get to a space, say they get into a very loving relationship, but they've had 20 years or 10 years or five years of shame just constantly mm-hmm. put on them that that messes up your mind to where somebody that actually really loves you and you really love you can't even fully yeah. feel comfortable with them so i think that there's a balance and letting them know that there's there's multiple sides to this thing that we call sex um for me um identifying as uh homoflexible which uh for me is a term that represents um me being mostly attracted to women or non-binary people or, or female identified people, but also having attraction and openness to certain men. Um, I feel that I already had a lot of shame surrounding sex and sexual desire because of the fact that I grew up Christian, very heavily Christian. And it was like, you know, same sex attraction, and let alone same sex sex is just completely wrong like you will go to hell it's not okay um so my first experiences with that was around i think like 19 um and then my first experience with penetration with a man was was 20. um so your question of how young is too young I'm not really a blanket statement person. So I feel like that depends on the person. It depends on, you know, so many factors from, from emotional, Mm. emotionally where they are, maturity, all types of things. Um, I think that sex is, is, is typically like dwindled down into like one thing. Penis penetrates vagina 
that sex. But I think sex is even goes so far beyond that. And so with that being said, I guess my, my definition of sex is much broader. And so I think that that can encompass more people at various ages. Mm. So, yeah. That's my thoughts. I like it. All right. Um, me, I think, well, like you, it wasn't but it wasn't given it was taken <laughs> and um i think that that started like this whole thing um i actually knew about sex my mom let me know okay my mom told me about sex since i like she had videos books or whatever so i knew about sex since i was like five years old or whatever so it was like very open or whatnot um i remember move i was like a bad kid so I got sent to live with my dad and I was dating someone at the time and I wasn't like doing anything because I had a vibrator. You know, I was good. I didn't I didn't want to be touched by anybody. I was good. But, you know, I have a high sex drive. So my dad found my toy and threw it away. So I guess they thought that I wasn't going to be like, hey, where the fuck is my toy? <laughs> like, I know where it is and it's not there. And so I went to my stepmom and asked her where it is. She's like, I think you need to talk to your father. And I said, OK. So my father comes, brings in a box, like a Nike box filled with condoms, trying to have a talk with me. I said, sir, I know about sex. I know more about my anatomy than you do. I don't understand why you as this male figure is bringing me a box full of condoms. I would think that you would want me to buy to to play with a vibrator versus out here being a hoe. But whatever. <laughs> you know, Man. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like so it was like I felt like I was pushed to be sexual young. Um, like, yeah, I feel like if when I have kids, I definitely want to educate them. Um, I'm still working on how you would educate them because I mean, I know their their feelings because I, I can say that my mom probably shamed me because it was a part about masturbation she just did not want me to know about, and I understand because if you're doing it right, you really kind of don't need nobody else. <laughs> So, like, um, yeah, I just kind of feel like I would probably want my kids, if I had a kid or whatever, like, I would tell them, honestly, from my experience, I'd be like, you really have to think about what you're doing and who you're laying down with because you like this person today and, and you have sex with them tomorrow and then you don't like them anymore. And then you like the next person, have sex with them. You know, you start seeing a lot, your, your numbers start adding up. And I mean, and then what's that? Not saying that having numbers or high numbers you should be shamed for because we all have freedoms, but they don't really tell you how what other things happen to you with that. So like you're, you're transferring spirits, you're transferring energy when you have sex and you're laying down with someone. So you're taking on this person's trait. You're taking on this, you're taking on that. They don't let you, they don't tell you that. They're just like, oh yeah, go out here, be free, have sex, do all of this. Mm -hmm. But you know, you got TV, you have social media, you have all of these things uh, like pushing sex to kids and they, and they're going and doing it and being dumb, you know? So I definitely do believe in educating the kids, um, kids your kids everybody kids on the importance of sex and and it's in this true meaning of soul ties like people don't understand that yeah. um so i definitely would think that that would be something that needs to be added to sex not uh, just stds not just partners and babies like this is serious connections that you're making with people and you're taking them lightly 
Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what, why stuff is going wrong. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I, and I think that what, with me saying that and not saying that there's really a difference, like boys and girls, everybody connects. Um, you know, I've, in one of the past podcasts talked about hurt hurting, meaning that, you know, you're in a relationship and then, you know, you hurt someone and then you, that hurt person goes into another relationship and hurts the next person. And it's just like the cycle of hurt, you know, that everybody's like, well, women hurt easier or they're the easiest to be hurt. And, you know, and it's like, not necessarily sure you have men out here that get hurt and then hurt women, and, mm-hmm. and hurt, you know, whatever. Um, I feel like everybody's capable of emotions. It's just how we have portrayed people's to, we hey this sex you're supposed to be like this this sex you're supposed to be like this so if we look at a guy who's emotional we're like oh my god he's a fag or he's gay or this that and the other and you look at a female who's more masculine presenting then we're like oh she's this she's that and it's like you know we can't really we really can't tell people how they should feel like everybody should feel how they feel and represent themselves the way that they feel they should represent themselves in their feeling huh your, your signal went out for a sec. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what the last thing you heard, but I was just saying, like, I just don't, I feel that there's a difference with maybe mental maturity, mm. not necessarily boys and girls. I think it's the mental maturity um, that a person has when they're entering into sex, a sexual contract, which I call it, or a soul tie. I'm I'm plugging my phone up. Bar- pardon me. I wasn't. Oh. I'm like, is it an earthquake? Shit shaking. <laughs> nah. <laughs> phone. Uh, I don't want it to die on us. I just thought about it when your signal kind of faded. But yeah, I, I agree. Especially like with the gender role thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry. Let me get myself together. Is that better? All right. Um, Like with the gender roles, it really bugs me how like you were saying, like with the emotional piece, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times what the perpetuation of hurt men, like being like super assholes, like a better, like a better term. They'll be assholes because it's like they get hurt one time when they're a kid, they get rejected one time and then they continue for the next 20 years to perpetuate this, like just hurting every woman that they come in contact or every man they come in contact with even in interpersonal relationship, non-romantic, just platonic. It's like you got one rejection or one no, and now you're going to freaking just be a bull in a china shop. I feel like a lot of times males are more fragile because you have that male ego, which is very fragile. Mm. So um, I really hate that boys are taught like boys, men don't cry. A real man don't cry. I think it's the most attractive thing when a man is emotionally vulnerable because it lets me know that you are open and vulnerable enough with yourself and you know yourself well enough that you're not going to go on perpetuating this, this mentality of, Oh, I got to be so tough and I can't let you know when I'm hurt, then I'm just going to be passive aggressive Mm -hmm. in another way and be an asshole. Yeah. Like I hate that. Mm. See, like, I don't mind if, like, you know, if I'm dating a guy or whatever and they're like, uh, you know, being verbal or, you know, talking about stuff. But there's just some shit I, I just don't vibe with. Like, I was talking to my cousin the other day because there's this dude and I'm like, and she's like, she'll bring him up. And I'm like, why? Just hearing his name or his energy, just I just want to slap, bitch slap his ass. Like, you know, fucking man up. Like, how are you such a 
bitch ass man. Like, like I don't like. Okay, like, <laughs> like, like I just have to explain the situation. This to me is bitch assness at its finest. Okay, you, um, you have a business, and I offered to pay for your service, pay for the services full price. And you say no, you know, you've looked out, you know, whatever. So I'm look out for you. I'm like, all right, cool. Cool. You know, fine. Came came back, you know, wanted to pay. I I like pretty much have gotten him probably like 10 customers or some shit by this point. And so I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you're doing something, but I was gonna pay for it. So then he comes and he's like ask he like hits me up asking me for some ass. And I'm like, oh no you know I don't swing that way like that's not what I want you know whatever um and then he goes and see this why I'm like doing shit for motherfuckers I'm like I'm sorry what I'm sorry what what do you mean what did you what have you done for me like can we talk about that and he's like you know you come over here you expect me I'm like first of all first of all let's 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 roll this back in I brought you customers one Two, when I came, I had the money to pay for my services because I was not expecting this shit for free. You offered not once, not twice, but three times stating that I didn't have to pay. So now you're telling me that you forced me to accept a, a condition? I'm confused. Like, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm like, huh? Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, sir. You didn't do anything. The way you're 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 playing this whole victim part right now, and this right here is pissing me off even more because you're like acting like somebody did something to you, <laughs> bruh. No, first of all, first of all, if you do something for someone, expecting something back, you need to let those you need to let people know what those expectations are because you will be looking like boo 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 like you do right now, and two. If you are sitting here saying, I do things from the bottom of my heart, people just say the other, I'm like, you don't do it from the bottom of your heart because look at what this can, look at what you just, look at this just right here. I was like, you know what? No. I was like, that is bitch assness. You sitting here acting like that, that right there, that's where I lose respect. You know what I'm saying? Not like you, you're, I don't know how it's like, he's in his feelings. Like, oh, he's being emotional. No, he's being a bitch ass. That's, I don't care if you're like, oh, you know, my, you know, mother passed and you're upset or, you know, some, you know, real stuff, you know, real stuff, not bitch ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that to me, that sounds like he, I would even take the word emotion out of it and just say he's just being like immature. Yeah. Like that just doesn't even just. It almost just sounds like there's a lack of knowing how to like deal with people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and let alone like in a business situation and or a personal situation. So I don't even personally view. I just view it as that. Like that's yeah. just immature. Yeah. Like you just don't have the. Yep. Something is not connecting yep. when it comes to. I was thinking kind of similar along those same lines, but. Yeah. I've experienced it so many times in the military, in business, whatever. Somebody do me a favor, but then they start trying to like be sexual. And it's like, dude, like, no. But to me, that's dual. It's one, you have ulterior motives, right. which don't come to me with no damn ulterior motives. Right. And then two is having expectations and then unspoken expectations. Yep. How 
dare you have an expectation for me? Yeah, I'm open my legs to you. Right. <laughs> Especially in a business situation. <laughs> like people have those ulterior motives and expectations for another person. I don't think that has anything to do with emotions as opposed to them just having a fucking character flaw. Like you your character is fucked if you think bitch assness. Yeah, I mean it is. It's bitch assness, <laughs> but it's also yeah, that's that's a character issue. I don't think it's so much of uh him having an emotional issue or having an issue with his emotions or yeah. you know, like categorizing that as oh guys being emotional or whatever. Yeah. I but see that to me, I feel like that right there be that this little instance right here is why women be looking at men like you too emotional. Like I don't like no you was dealing with a bitch ass. Like, this is bitch assness. This ain't emotions. Like, no, 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 no. Men who are emotional, they're, you know, I feel like valid reasons. You know, and, and who's to say who was valid for anybody? But I'm just like, this ain't valid. This is stupid. This is some bitch assness shit. Don't say this is emotional. Like, don't say this. Because, like, women are like, oh, he always complaining. He always whining. You know, he's too emotional as a female, you know, as a male. I'm like, if this is what they're whining about, like, stuff like this, then, yes, they're, that, it's not emotions for me. But that's why it's like, it's like a difference. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think you got women like that, too. But I, it's not as talked about as a man, maybe. And I, I think, too, and we had this conversation, earlier I believe as well a lot of what not not all but some of what we say oh this is like how men are and this is how women are is simply how they were socialized how we mm -hmm. were socialized in this country because if you look at other countries and other places um certain South American countries certain Asian countries the men are very affectionate they'll mm -hmm. kiss each other they will hold hands walking down the street you do that here oh you're getting called and considered everything that's not good mm -hmm. As, as a male. So I think that really it's about socialization because if we were socialized, if women were socialized to not be affectionate and you, oh, we got to be separate, mm -hmm. then that's what women, women would do. And so I just, when we get on the topic of gender, I just think that a lot of what we think is just inbred, ingrained in us, innate, it's socialization. It is. It's how you were, it's yeah. how you were groomed. And, and if you look at all of the programming and everything, it makes sense. Like it makes sense why you would groom this type of person in this way and this type of person in that way and then make it like it's, this. that's just how they are. Oh, that, that's just a man for you. No, that's how that man was maybe raised and that's how that mm -hmm. man goes in to continue his life. Mm -hmm. That's not how just men are across the board. If, unless that is what they choose to continue mm -hmm. to do and vice versa with any other gender. So I just... Yeah, that's, I don't buy any of that, personally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so I want to thank y'all for answering uh, question number two. I am about to go to the first video for tonight, maybe the last, depending, because I was trying to keep this at like an hour 30, and we're at 50 minutes, so. Nah, but for real. <laughs> I forgot about the identity crisis. Um, that's that's where all of that questioning yourself happens. That's when you are asking yourself, like, do I even like the person that I am right now? Um, because we lose ourselves in our like in our traumas, we lose ourselves in our relationships. And when you take a moment to withdraw and isolate so that you can heal yourself and you quiet out the noise, um, you're left with like, who the hell am I? 
And that's when you really start to do like dig into what do you enjoy? What are your thoughts on things? How do you feel about that? How do you want to be? How do you want your life to be? Um, and that's when you find that clarity and shit start to happen for you. I ain't always been like this. Okay. <laughs> but here I am. I've arrived. Did y'all, could y'all hear that? Cause I know you, you said earlier that it was kind of low. Oh, still, but hopefully they'll be able to hear it, but okay. Um, so basically what she was talking about, if you weren't able to hear, um, she was talking about the like identity, um, how I took it um, is that the reason kind of why I started this podcast is because there's a lot of things that we're discovering about ourselves. There's like really no true roadmap to life, um, decisions, choices. It's, you know, questions. I'm always constantly questioning my choices, my decisions, um, looking over a lot of things. Um, so she's talking about like, how do you identify yourself um, when you're when you start to look at the choices when you start asking yourself, are you happy? Are you happy with the choices? Um, what choices are you wanting to make? Like, you know, who are you? Um, you know, if you decide to have a kid, you know, let's say I have a kid. I was once formerly known as Desiree, but now I am a mother. Um, I My identity has changed over, you know, you know, you know, having a kid. Or if I go to college for eight or 10 years and now I'm a doctor. I'm no longer Desiree, I'm Dr. Desiree, you know? So basically, is there a new standard for identity? Um, coming from the past, you know, especially in African-Americans, we all we had, as, we were slaves. That's how we were identified, right? And now we're, we've moved past certain milestones and now I can be an open by a black lesbian woman or I can be a cousin like I have I have more like entrepreneur I have more titles that I can claim um so and I know uh your friend Michaela you identify as they them she she they she they okay <laughs> so there are so many different things out here where we can use to identify ourselves um so like you know what's the, is there a new standard do we, do we feel that there's a standard out here? I think, I think that, um, you know, with so much online and so many, I think the beauty of now is that many people are able to express, you know, themselves and have conversations like this, where our thoughts can, can get out to the world in whatever capacity that is. Um, I think, also with that, many people are able to see themselves in others, right? So like, I can see myself in you right here, but having this conversation, maybe someone else will see and be like, oh, you know, I really resonate with, with what Nicole was saying or what, you know, whatever. And so I feel like because of that, I think that there are new standards that have been offered to us as ways that we can better understand the experiences and the feelings that we go through. And as we navigate this life, like you said, with no roadmap or true manual on how to do it. Um, I am, I have a, uh, a sense just within myself that true identity never changes though. And what I mean by that is anytime I attach a label to myself, it's really only to help someone else better understand what I'm trying to communicate or maybe, mm -hmm. 
a phone that I have, but I don't, I don't truly hold myself down to any labels. So even if I say, when I said, I consider myself to be homo flexible, I only share that so that you have a better understanding of, hey, this is kind of how I tend to move when it comes to attraction or whatever, um, or she, they, but the truth is she, they, he, you can call me whatever, as long as you don't disrespect me, <laughs> you know, cause I, I am all things and I'm not just one thing. But I do think that when it comes down to like identity, how I view it is is more on a soul level. And I think that regardless of how if I grow locks again, if I shave all my hair off, if I wear different clothes, if I'm sleeping with a man, a woman, trans person, whatever, I think that my identity never changes. And um, I just tend to, to look at these topics on soul levels. And so I, I, I see myself as love and I don't see that identity changing. Um, and so how that expresses itself, yeah, that can have different variations and forms and it's fun to play with all of that. But I feel like my identity will always be that. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, cause you gotta think like even back, if you wanna trace it back Bible times or back in that, you know, way, way, way back. Um, whatever bc homosexuality was i mean homosexuality was around then it was taboo um even in the turn of the centuries like those things were around they were just more like uh you get a knock on the head for it for especially being open i just think as time has transpired we are able to be more free to be ourselves mm -hmm. we have that freedom of speech that was established especially in america i think we're still behind the curveball as it pertains to being more open mm -hmm. you know well you know people don't even know that the united states is the youngest country yeah like yeah, absolutely. absolutely everything that every other country has gone through we are we have barely hit mm -hmm. that yeah it's, and yeah like you i mean yeah because you have ancient ruins from mm -hmm. centuries and centuries ago but like yeah as america we're catching up as it pertains to just being more open and having the liberty and freedom to just be. Mm -hmm. I think at the heart of every creation, that's the commission to be. Mm, that's good. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think now that we are just tapping into that ability to be mm. and be secure enough to say, I am what I am yeah. and I will be that. And I'm okay with it, whether you like it or not. You know, um, I mean, even, yeah, like I got tangled up in a lot of identity things, especially growing up in the church. It was, we had a song, I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue talking, holy roller, born again, heaven bow believer in the liberated power of Jesus name. And the song was, oh, no, 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 no. It was a tongue twister. I'm like, say that 10 times. We declared what we were, you know, in that sense. It was like, we were brainwashed to be like, this is what I am. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is what I believe. But then if you deviate from that in any way, you can't proudly proclaim those things. Even like yeah. I'm a soldier. Even when I get out of the military, I am a soldier. Soldiers never die. They just retire. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to the day that I die, I will identify as a soldier. I went through that. You can't take basic training away from me. You can't take mm -hmm. Iraq away from me. You can't take Korea away from me. You can't take mm -hmm. the fact that I've got up every morning and chose to put on this uniform. That's my identity. 
but I got so tangled up in all these identities that it's like, I forgot who I was at my core mm -hmm. and never took the time to sit and discover who is Nikki Martin at her core. But now as I began this journey of like shadow work and self-love and realization of who I am and being secure and solid in taking time and getting to know me, mm -hmm. you know, I think we're walking into that realm, especially in America of each individual person sitting down and discovering who am I, who am I when nobody else is around, you know? Mm -hmm. So as far as identity for me personally, that's how I look at it. And then look at the world as a whole. I look at everyone so different. When I see a person, mm -hmm. I don't see, Oh, that's a white male. I don't see, Oh, that's a fat black girl. Like I see, Oh, they're a person. They're a soul. Mm -hmm. This individual deserves all of the respect and love that I give myself. And I expect in return from mm -hmm. others. That's good. That's really Love that piece on being, being because we're so, I think a lot of times, and this is shifting. I agree with you. We, we've been, so focused on even like uh the idea of as a kid what do you want to be when you grow up it's like that's, that the that question was really what do you want to do or who do you want to emulate mm -hmm. yourself after when you grow up instead of just being like what do you like mm -hmm. you know what you know what how, just like being just be just be yeah. <laughs> and and that being celebrated versus like always having to do something to mm -hmm. be validated yep. in your existence like just be and i think more people are, are recognizing the value in that like the value in rest the value in authenticity oh, the yeah. value in just being able to like accept all of you even the parts where society would be like oh you need to change that this you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be talking like this nah, nah, nah. just be mm -hmm. and if you if you learn to accept yourself the things that don't belong on your journey they'll fall off yeah. when they're ready to yeah people and otherwise yeah like you made me think about it. We said, I saw this thing because I've been telling one of my friends, like, stop struggling, stop kicking against the pricks mm -hmm. and allow yourself to learn who you are. It was a shirt. It said, your productivity does not determine your self-worth. Mm -hmm. And by who are you going to be? Who are you going to be? And we do that so much. We get so tied up in being so busy and being successful. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to have this much money and I got to have a Bentley. And da, da, da. It's like those things. That's not your identity. How much stuff you attain, that's not your identity. How many degrees you get, that's not your identity. That's what you do. Right. That's not do. who you are. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, like, th that's what I'm going to instill in my kids. That's what I'm going to teach them. And hopefully per they will perpetuate that same thing that it's, those things are just, you know, things you're interested in. Mm -hmm. But that's not mm. who you are. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, because, you know, like it's easier to say it's easier said than done when you think about all of the avenues in which a person is being told and taught what identity is, because when we're looking at commercials like and this is y'all know. OK, I was sitting there watching a damn RAV4 commercial. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna give me a RAV4. I ain't never thought about no damn RAV4. And I'm sitting here picturing myself with a RAV4. And I'm like, wait, where the fuck this come from? And it's because of fucking commercial. Right. So I'm like. This commercial really sold me a dream to make me think that I wanted a RAV4. What kind of manipulation is that? But, you know, you being aware, I was like, I really don't want damn RAV4. That was a good commercial, though. You know? So I'm like, you know, we talk about um, identity. I feel like we, and I'm going to just go ahead and, like, jump to the next question. Because it's kind of, uh, like, rolling over here. 
Um, the next question was, you know, re religion, are we moving away from it? Right. So like we identify, um, you know, as Christians um, and we talk about when I when I ask this question, I'm talking about it like this. Right. Everybody talks about this cycle. Um, you are a kid, you're grown up, you, you're you're you go to church every day or every Sunday, you grow up in the church. And then as you get older, you start to like see things and then you move away from church. And then you get, you have your own kid and now you're like, you know what, I got to put them into this religious background. Can you hear me? Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. I put my phone on dude on disturbing and it still rang. Oh, okay. Um, so then you have this. You're muted. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Did you mute me? Oh, shit. Hello? Okay, yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear us? Yeah. Hmm. Dang, we lost you. Let's see. So well, too. Hello? Can you hear me? Ah. Can you hear me? What? Oh, my God. You want to? Ah, oh, there you are. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll just cut that piece out. But you're really low yeah, now. Oh. Damn. Can y'all can y'all hear anything? We yeah. can hear you. It's just really low. Okay. okay. Um. So what I was saying is that there's this cycle, right? You know, um, when we're religious, right, uh, you're raised in the church as a kid. And then as an uh, uh, adolescent, you start to veer off from church. And then when you have kids, you tip, you typically end up back in the church. And then that cycle continues generation after generation. Can y'all, y'all, y'all hear, can hear that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, you're, you're first, they're teaching your first identity as Christian, right? And you're like, this is Christian, you know, they're teaching you, this is what you're supposed to believe. Because like you said earlier, if you are taught this and then you stray away from it, then it's like you're you're in sin. You know, they're they're shaming you. You know, you're being uh, ostracized, possibly depending on what religion you're in or religious beliefs. You know, they're they're setting you up to stay conformed. Right. Um, and a lot of people are moving away from. Con being conformed but i i don't necessarily believe that i just feel like they just changed the narrative and they're still making people label themselves um you know so i i was wondering mainly you know how do you guys feel about that um i had a video i think no i think no i don't know because i went to another question but I huh you say you're playing a video Oh, no, I thought I had a video, but no, because I skipped a question because I was going to go. But since we were talking about identity, I was like, you know what? I can bring up the next question about religion, because religion is generally the first identity. Like, like before I knew I was black, I knew I was a Christian. OK, yep. you know? <laughs> like that. That's that's that. But now that I kind of strayed away from religious beliefs. You know, there was a time that my family was like, you're a witch, you know, or this, that, and the other. And I'm like, no, because I'm not believing the lies that they're selling. 
I'm reading, I'm learning, I'm seeing other things. I mean, like even going to college, you can't write, you can't submit a paper with the, but without at least three sources. And I can't use the Bible and source three different books. It's still from the same book. I'm like, so going out looking at other things and expanding my mind is the only way that I can, you know, actually truly figure out what it is that I want to believe. Instead of being told what I should believe, let me find out and choose to believe it if I choose to believe it. Um, you know, so that's why, you know, I wanted to jump into that question, too, you know. Um, but before we do that. Yeah, y'all got y'all shots. I told y'all yes. I got my shot class. So. Straight out the bottle for me. Hey. I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> So, I want to go with that one. Okay. Religion, are we moving away from it? Um, yes, I think we are. I don't, I don't know that it will ever be obsolete or non-existent. Mm -hmm. But I do think that in, in recent years, there has been a clear shift for a lot of people, even in things such as like church attendance. Mm. Um, and this was even before 2020, uh, but especially after 2020, you know, a lot, a lot more people are choosing alternative ways to express their, their relationship with God, their spirituality, their, their faith. Um, I think a lot more people are coming to an understanding that not everything that they were taught was 100% the truth. Yeah. And it's not that people were malicious, you know, and, and just trying to always tell lies and spew lies, but, um, to, to your point, um, studying, even the Bible says study to show yourself approved, mm. a workman, you know, that basically that, that isn't a shame, you know, you know, you know what's going on. And I think that in many cases, when you do try to do that and you do go out and you do begin to study and open yourself up, it's deemed as wrong, blasphemous, all types of things, because you're really not supposed to stray from this this one book and of course I'm, I can only speak to Christianity in particular because that's how I how I grew up um, but there's many other religions as well so going back to why I why I think that we are moving away from it I think people are uh, opening up to just different ways of being different ways of seeing the world seeing themselves and um, yeah it's an interesting unfolding, in my opinion. Up until about seven years ago, I was very heavily involved in the church. And my story was, um, you know, pretty much from childhood to my mid-20s, I was extremely involved in my church and extremely sincere in everything that I did from leading youth choir to Bible studies in the church to Bible studies outside of the church to um outreach things to tithing every week, sometimes multiple times a week. I was very sincere. Um, and it just got to a point where because I am, I am studious and I do desire to know truth. There were a lot of things that weren't adding up for mm -hmm. me. And so mm -hmm. instead of just being like ignoring that, that, that intuition or spirit or whatnot, I decided to seek and I decided to, to discover. And in doing so it uncovered so many things. And, um, so yeah, th this past several years for me has just been a moving away from, oh, I am in this religion to, you know, I am open to learning how to 
to continue to be mm. and, and love and, and, and really just be present because I'm here. I'm here. So I might as well be present in everything that I experience and explore as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We're gone again. It's like really low. I think, say something again. Something. Oh, no. I think it takes a second. Can you hear me? I'll talk and then we'll work with that part. So, um, like religion for me, yeah. I mean, I've talked many times about how I grew up super sheltered and things. But over the past couple of years, it hasn't been quite seven, but it has been an untangling Mm-hmm. over, you know, probably since I left home, because when I joined the military, they told me I was going to have to put on pants, fight a man's war. I was getting out of the will of God and I was going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet. If I'm going to hell, I'm going to hell in a handbasket. I can show you I'm going to be the best sinner I could be. And for me, that was very damaging, mm-hmm. not just with the church, but my, but with my relationship with God, because I'm like, who is this God of love that I was taught about? And all I'm trying to do is better myself. Nobody else is going to pay my bills. Nobody else is going to put me through school. I just want to, you know, do better. I saw more for myself than I wanted to do more than just struggle Mm -hmm. through life. You know, I wanted to create a better life. And you're telling me I'm going to go to hell and he doesn't agree with that. It didn't make Mm -hmm. sense to me. That was the first time I questioned it and it didn't click um, consciously. And so I got away from anything that had to do with God for a long time. But, you know, going through certain things in life, I started looking at things different. And now it's like, I hate religion as a whole, any religion. Um, One thing that I never got away from was my relationship with God. Because even when I was a kid, I always said, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. It's supposed to be about being in covenant and relationship with my creator. It has nothing to do with this man-made established construct. I feel like religion is a construct, a societal construct in every, no matter what country you go in, they have this construct of you go to Arabic countries, it's it's Muslim faith. You go Mm -hmm. to Europe countries, it's mostly Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Here, it's mostly Christianity. Mm -hmm. And especially here, oh, that one gets real deep for me. Because when you think about it, especially in the Black community, old-time religion, Mm -hmm. um, all we had when we came here was our faith. And even that was stripped away because they were considered witchcraft or voodoo, Mm -hmm. um, the practices that we had in spirituality. So then we were like force-fed Christianity because they were able to take things from the Bible and uh, manipulate them where it says what the the servant is uh, is a slave to the master and those type of things turn the other cheek so they use those same things that were you supposed to be messages of love to control an entire people so religion for me, I get real pissed off when I start thinking about religion just because of the way that the evil hearts of men have taken it and manipulated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten away from religion. Yes. Uh, are, do I think that the generations around us now and the ones to follow have and will? Yes, because we are starting to wake up to what it truly was supposed to be. It's supposed to be about being in covenant and operating in a relationship as opposed to this man-made construct of religion Mm -hmm. and control 
And, you know, even now, sometimes I battle with, you know, when I think about like meditating and using crystals and burning sage and energy and that type of stuff, but I'm still having to untangle that religious mindset that I was taught these things are evil. But we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Even there's so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about, it mentions so many different crystals. And there's one in particular, there's a scripture where uh, they were, he was talking to Adam and Eve and it says, it lists onyx. I can't remember which other ones. And it says, these were put in the garden for your use and protection. So if they're for my use and protection, why is it that I'm taught in Christianity that it's so evil and it's witchcraft? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. You know what I'm saying? So are we I getting away from it? Yes. But I don't think it's getting away from it in a way of detriment. Can you hear me? Can't hear no, you. No, we still can't hear you. Okay. I don't know what you did a minute ago when we. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. We're okay. good now. All right. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's my take on it. I could go very long and be very long-winded, but I'm going to cut it short because I I really am very passionate about that subject. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, because I was saying I was going to say something along the lines of that. Um, I've forgotten now because I've. I don't know. It'll come back to me. Shoot. <laughs> um, but I did want to go ahead and go to the next question. So um, everybody, we were able to answer the religion. And I'm probably going to have more conversations about that because uh, I definitely am on my spiritual journey and I've been on for a while. And it's always good to like talk to people and, you know, connect on their spiritual journey, um, seeing where where, I, where we are together, you know. I feel like people meet for a reason. Um, so. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> My question is, which X? Shit, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them? No, I mean, the craziest one, like, hell, I don't know. I mean, but hell, what would you do if you see anybody in your bushes, like, waiting for you? First of all, I would be very scared. I'm, I'm easily startled in the first place. You could walk around the corner in the house and I'm screaming. Mm. So I would be heavily startled. Um... Secondly, I, I, I don't have I don't have any beef with any of my title exes. So I would just be like, huh? Like, what? 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 Why are you here? Like, what, what's up? What's going on? You, you good? I would be a little bit confused, a lot confused. Um, and then I would just have a conversation because that's what I would want to do. <laughs> I just be like, what's what? What's going Yo. on? That's like for real. For real. You're so colorful. You're like a <laughs> you're like a Teletubby or something or a, a fairy just sprinkling dust. Cause <laughs> I got a totally different answer, I baby. Know. Look, I'm combative. I like I, I tell people all the time I'm a militant hippie. I love everything and everyone, but try me and I'm gonna respond accordingly. <laughs> like I am not at enmity with any of my exes because I release them. But if you pull up. I'm going to respond. I don't know. Don't come to my house unannounced. Friends or otherwise. But if you an ex and you show up at my house, if you even know where it's at, we're going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the people that are my exes 
they got cut off because they were doing something treacherous, mm. you know, cause I love and I love hard. Um, and the only way you, that you will get excommunicated off the Island is you were operating in the treachery. You mm. know what I'm saying? So if they pull up, I'm gonna pull out. Okay. <laughs> no need to say anything more. I kind of felt that's where you were going to go. I was going to go, which one of your babies are you going to pull out? <laughs> Bruno, <laughs> he stay on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I don't know. I, it depends. Like, I, I think I'd be reacting. So somebody pop up, pow. Ah, <laughs> like, I mean, shit. Like, I like how you're easily frightened. I'm easily frightened, but I have this um, save myself mentality. Yeah. So if I white, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna make sure it, I'm. I'm gonna try to get away. That's all. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get away. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know. Me and my cousins be talking about glitter. We be talking about glitter, you know, down there. Like, you sprinkle glitter on it, make them go crazy. I don't know how crazy. I don't want to find out. And if you're already sitting outside my house in my bushes, you have shown me more than I've ever saw. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm the cops on their way to, yeah, yeah. Knowing, knowing, knowing my exes, if they if they were in a bush, something was really going on. And it, and it wouldn't be... They were trying to like do anything crazy. It would be like, like, bro, what is going on? I don't know. I would just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> she got good exes. She got them good exes. <laughs> I ain't got no good exes. <laughs> oh my God. I ain't trying I, to I think I've never had no crazy person. Like, that's why this shit ain't never happened. Now, have I been out in the bushes is the question. <laughs> I was like, that's a whole other topic. Okay. That's a whole other topic. Because, yeah, I have I have uh, been not in the bushes, but I've been outside waiting patiently. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a bush situation to me without the bush. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have reason. I had cause. Even though mentally now that I am in a different place, it don't make sense. I was irrational back then. Yeah. But that's growth. It that's is. growth. I just saw a meme that said Dexter had killed y'all. Y'all have any of y'all watched Dexter? Love Dexter. Okay, they say that in the first season he killed. No, 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 not Dexter. Um, you, you, you. They were like talking about the first season he killed six people. The second season he killed two. That's called growth. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I'm <no>. done. <laughs> And you know, it's funny. So my neighbor, this is totally a segue, but my neighbor reminds me of you in every way. Or a John off of you. It's John, right? Mm -hmm. John? Uh, Joe. Yeah. Joe. Mm -hmm. He reminds me of him. He kind of looks like him. He acts like him, the way he talks. When Wait, he who looks, remind you? My next door neighbor. Even when he looks at you, he kind of looks through. I told him that one time. I think he got a little bit offended, but I didn't mean it like that. I mean, I'm Harley I Quinn and my other, you know, my other personality is Harley Quinn. So it was like, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, okay, love. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I ain't, I ain't love. Nah, I ain't that crazy. <laughs> no. Did you have you you watch? Oh, she hadn't watched it. Never mind. I ain't gonna go into that. I'm not. Even I think Shanice watched you, hadn't she? Um, uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not crazy no more, so it's all good. It's right. down there. It's down there. Just somebody oh, got to no, flip I their know. right switch. I know. The switch had already been hit. That's how I found out. 
now I know what switch it is and I know how to keep people from hitting that switch. I see it before it happens. That's, that, that is growth and self-awareness. Yep. Self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I feel like we're moving closer. I know. And closer. Ooh. We're leaning in. The conversation's getting better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that that is pretty much all the questions that I have. Um, did y'all have anything I want to talk about? Any questions? Because I was trying to keep it at 130 and we did 121. Hey. Yes. You have any thoughts? I mean, I appreciate this uh, vlog cast that you have, and I appreciate that you're opening up to opening it up to just talk about things in a real way. Like, I think that's very valuable. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. And um, yeah, I just encourage like anybody who may be um, who may come across this in any way at any point in time to just go within and and don't be afraid of the things that society has told you you have to be afraid of within yourself like Mm -hmm. be willing to look within and then also be be willing to i would encourage you to be willing to have an openness um even with conversations like you don't always have to agree to still have an effective conversation or to learn something so um yeah Openness and self-awareness definitely encourage them. Oh, yeah. And I only kind of want to deal with open and self-aware people. I mean, because, you know, I think the hardest thing, and this might be another subject, sorry. The hardest thing is, like, when you're when you're friends with people who are closed-minded and, and not, and you're open-minded, right? I feel like when you're open-minded and they're closed-minded, there's going to be, like, this wall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to try to push your open-minded open-mindedness on someone and their closed-mindedness that closed-minded person is going to try to push their closed-mindedness on you um but it should be where you understand hey you're this person i'm this person over time let's compare like assimilate like it's never like i'm pretty sure when you brought the vegan food it was a lot of pushback until it started becoming something you know regularly seen and then they all became vegan is that how that worked or with your family family. oh with my family oh yeah it wasn't an immediate thing it was Mm -hmm. definitely over time like there was some research like my dad did some research so yeah definitely like a Mm -hmm. personal thing and Mm -hmm. yeah for sure like people got to take time yeah Mm -hmm. i hate when people like like even though i'm open-minded i don't try to push the things on people Mm -hmm. i don't want people to push the things on me but i like to have the conversation about it because i might see something that i hadn't seen before and now it's going to push me further to want to know what you're talking about yeah and that's just kind of how i feel like it should be because even like oh that's what i was going to say about the bible i believe that is bread breadcrumbs right like they'll have stuff about giants or you know whatever and if you're really looking at it and if you're really reading it then you're going to like try to like where are these people coming from and then you might find the lost books you might see the connection and you know you might see something differently or you might form your own opinion differently based off of what you're reading so i do believe that the bible it's a book, but I believe that it has breadcrumbs in there for people who want to dive more. Like, mm. you know, stones. Like, if they're putting stones in there, you know, look up the stones. Because, um, you know, I, I definitely believe that the Bible was put together um, during a time in which certain things were allowed, certain things weren't. Because remember, at this time, Christianity has been a, a religious entity starting to form for over like a thousand years before it became an actual religion 
yeah but i would i do want to say that was like my little wrap up but like last call for the alcohol i have no drink left i got water <laughs> i got water yep i'm about to drink uh, a whole bunch of these these things are really good hydrate mm. hydrate isn't it what mm. that is Oh no, the body armor. Body armor. Oh, okay. My dad drinks those. Yo, speaking of body armor, did y'all see um Kobe? His wife, uh, they're getting I, I can't remember how many, it was either million or billions of dollars payout from body armor. Yeah. Wow. I think Which he I think is, isn't he the one that created it or something? Yeah. And yeah. yeah, he's getting like a huge his family's getting a huge payout mm. for it. I don't know why I just thought about it when you saw that, but yeah, that's yeah. Yes. When you create your body armor. God damn. All right. But I, I do want to thank y'all for coming. And um, this is the end of the episode. And I hope to see you next week. Absolutely. Thank you.